I don't know why Jesus loves me. Help me choir. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad so that he did. Say it again. I don't know why, everybody. I don't know why. I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why. I don't know why He cares. I don't know why. I don't know why He sacrificed His life. Shall always be my song of praise. For it was grace that brought my liberty. I'll never know just why he came. Keep singing, Sister Share. I'll give you the mic to love me so. He looked beyond all of my fault and saw money. I shall forever to Calvary. To view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous he came and caught my soul. He looked beyond. God look beyond your fault and saw your knees. Come on. I shall forever lift my eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace that caught my fallen soul. He looked beyond all of my fault and saw my knees. Look at somebody and tell them God loved me in spite of. Amen. Tell them God loved me in spite of. Amen. Choir, stay in place. I'm going to need you when I get through. Everybody sit down, please, if you can. 
Amen. Can I hold my Bible in those tablets? I've got a message I want to teach this morning about love. Love. Everybody say love. My message this morning is loving the unlovable. Loving the unlovable. Now let me say this first, and I want everybody to, to get the message that I'm preaching and get it in your heart. There's some healing going to take place afterwards. Choir, be ready. Loving the unlovable. First of all, let me tell you this. I want y'all to get this in your heart. Now, you know, we always talk about how difficult it is and how women having this very difficult time with men and men doing this and men doing that. But I want to tell y'all, there's some women that are difficult to love. Y'all put all this stuff on men and men and this, but some of y'all ladies are difficult to love. You don't even know what you want. You're confused. You're messed up. And a lot of these problems y'all got with men is a problem that y'all cause because your unstable emotions. Got a good man that was good, tried to do everything well, but you're so moody, your feelings all everywhere, your mind everywhere, and you're just here and there, and the man can't figure you out. So you don't train him how to love you in this dysfunctional way. Now, I know y'all are just... But I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you. And this is true. This is true. That's why it's not, it's not good to get into a lot of relationships before you get into a serious relationship because every relationship trains you for the next one. And sometimes because you're protecting yourself because what you experienced in the last relationship, when you get a good man, you don't know how to treat him because you're taking the luggage from the other relationship into his relationship and now you got a good man that's messed up because you don't know how to be loved. I want to talk about this. Holy Ghost, help me. God, I got some demons I'm dealing with this morning. Help me get these things taken care of, Lord. Mark 5 and 43. Mark 5 and 43. And I still have a responsibility to love the person that does not love me back. I think one of our big problems, one of the great issues that we have and I see this all the time it is a problem and that is that we don't really know how to love people that don't love us we only know how to love people that love us back but we don't know we haven't become adjusted to loving people that don't love us and I want to deal with this with the church in relationships and period because in the church we are still supposed to love people that don't love us and we're taught that our love, and both, most of us love people based upon how they treat us. We love people how they act towards us. And we haven't got to the point that we know how to love people that don't treat us back and love people that don't speak to us, love people that are nasty to us. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43, it should be in your Bible. I want you to check and make sure y'all ain't take it out because some of y'all don't do it. And I just want to make sure it wasn't because it was missing out of your Bible. Uh, but Matthew chapter 5 and 43, get Matthew 5 and 43. When you get it, let me get a good hallelujah and an amen to make sure you have it. All right, 5 and 43, let's read it together. Uh-huh. 
ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. That's the first thing. You're supposed to love. We've, we've, we've taught that you love your enemy and hate, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I've been taught it. You've been taught it. Our folk taught us in our life. You love people that love you and hate people that hate you. But that's not what God is teaching us. The next part is supposed to be a change. Look what he says. But I say unto thee, I hope y'all got bathroom, coffee break, and all that stuff that you got because I want you to stay here to get this. But I say unto you, uh -huh, love who? Love who? Now, how do I learn how to do that? Love your enemies. That is a command from God to love people that hate you. Hello. Now, y'all got all this other stuff figured out. Y'all shout, y'all run, y'all fall off. You got the speaking in tongue part, all right. But you haven't learned how to love people that can't stand you. You haven't learned how to live. And so now this is what stop people from coming to church. I don't come to church no more. I don't want to sit by her no more. She don't speak to me. I don't speak to her. She treat me nasty. I'm going to speak her nasty. But the Bible says you're supposed to love them that hate you. And until you have gotten to that point, you haven't done what God said do. So you've gotten to that point, and this is the part of God. This is part. Now I need to learn how to do that because you just told me something that's very difficult for me to do because in my words, I should slap people that hate me, ignore people that hate me, don't deal with them that hate me. But God says now you got to love people that hate you. And then look what he said. Read. Brother, Brother Mark, uh-huh. Bless them that curse you. And when people curse you out, bless them. Don't cuss them by God. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Do good, do good, do good to them that hate you. I'm talking about loving the unlovable. Do good to them that hate you. Uh-huh. And pray for them which despitefully and use you. And pray for them that despitefully use you. Uh-huh. And persecute you. And persecute you. That ye may be the children of your father now, which is in heaven. this is heavy. Because he says, I got to do this so that I can qualify as a child of God. So if I don't do that, I cannot claim to be a child of God. So many of you are claiming sonship that are not sons and daughters because you have not perfected that. So my relationship as a child of God is based upon how I treat people, not people that are nice to me, but how I treat people that are mean to me and that hate me and can't stand me. So it's not based upon how you treat your friends. It's based upon how you treat your enemy. Let's read it again to make sure that we got it. Hallelujah. Read it straight through. And I don't want y'all to read it with me this time. I want y'all to hush your mouth, be quiet, and listen to this one. All right? Just listen to it so I make sure we got that right. Because if I got something wrong, raise your hand let me know. Read, Brother Mar, so everybody can hear it. Uh-huh. Uh, start at that 43 and read on down. Ye have heard that it hath been said... Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. So this is what he's saying. Now this is what God's saying. The reason I want you to do that, because I don't want y'all to think y'all know better than me. Because I got people in this world that I created that hate me. There are atheists that talk against God. There are people that say Jesus ain't nothing. And I still let the sun shine on their house just like I do on yours. 
So I want you to learn that if you think that you can treat people different based upon how they treat you, that you're thinking you're better than God because I treat everybody the same. You don't see me not letting rain grow in the Muslim yard and not letting rain grow in the one that don't believe I'm God. But I got rain in everybody's house. And, until, and if you think you're better than that, you're saying you're better than God. So tighten up. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do it. Do you know what they did to me? Do you know there are people every day that's saying God don't exist? There are people that cussing them out, cussing God's name out. Amen. And saying all kinds of things about God. But yet God is merciful. Yet God is good. Yet God is kind. The chicken don't say, oh, you don't like God. You ain't getting no eggs out of here. Amen. The cow say, no, you're, yeah, you're talking about our master. No milk for you today. Oh, you saved. I'm going to give you some milk. That's the grace of God. That's the love of God. And if God can do that, you you can do that. Read what he says. Uh huh. And send rain on the just and on the unjust. Uh huh. For if you love them which love you, if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? If you can only love people that love you, what do you get the benefits of being saved? If my saved life make me treat everybody the same like everybody else do, what am I talking about I'm saved? If I'm cussing folk out like unsaved folk, if I'm, I don't speak to folk like unsaved folk, then why should I say I'm saved if my standard ain't no higher? If my standard is just the same way as everybody else's standard, then what is the need of me saying I'm saved? I'm shooting birds, cussing people out, fighting people on the job, Doing funny stuff, scratching their cars, flattening tires, talking, gossiping. I don't deal with her. All this kind of stuff. What what them you being saved if you're doing the same thing everybody else doing? Can I get a hallelujah? All right, read. Do not even the publicans so? Don't the publicans do that too? And now let's talk about speaking to people. Read. Be ye therefore perfect. Uh, Even as your wait, father. Wait, 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 wait. Verse 48. All right, we got that. I want to get 47. I think we skipped that. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry. If you salute if your you brethren speak only. To people that's your brothers only. Like when y'all walk in church and people speaking and y'all, y'all act like you can't see them. You walking like you blind, Bartimaeus. You lying, demon. You ain't blind. You saw them. You act like you can speak to them in the church. Then I ask you to read the scripture. You can find that. If you only speak and salute, uh-huh. What do ye more than others? What are you doing more than others? Read. Do not even the publicans so. Don't the publicans do that? Now, I want to get this because this is something I need you to get. I want you to understand this. Is that God says all these things because he wants a standard that we really need him to do. We really need that standard. And I know some of you all don't want that to be law and don't want that to be Bible. But you really do want it to be that. And you want it to be written like that. Because whatever God lays out, he judges his whole system by that. And I need that. Because God loved me when I didn't love him. And if God not only starts loving those that love him, I'm going to be in trouble. Because I didn't love him at a time. And you didn't love him at a time. And so he said, I set that law in so I can save you. Look at Romans chapter 5. Look at Romans chapter 5 and 8. Because 5 and 7. Because God was loving you while you were dancing and smoking and drinking and doing everything. He was still loving you. In fact, that's the love that brought you in. Look, look, at, the book of, look at the book of Romans chapter 5 and 7. Look what it says. For scarcely 
For a righteous man will one die. Uh-huh. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Uh-huh. But God commended his love Wait, toward so he said, us. So listen, he said, now a man will barely die for a righteous man. It's hard to get a man to die for somebody righteous. It's hard to get a man to die for his wife. Amen. Somebody else seen something that guy coming there and he's gonna shoot everybody, and they thought he was shooting some some gimmick they were making. I guess some 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 you know how they be uh, doing jokes and, and fooling people. What do they call it? Uh, a prank, a prank. And the man walked in like he was gonna shoot everybody. The man went to run and left his wife out there by herself. So scarcely will a man die for a righteous man. Read. But God commended His love but toward God us. God commended His love. Read toward us. Toward us in that. And that while we were yet while sinners, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for Christ us. Christ died for us. He didn't wait till we got right to start loving us. He didn't wait till we got right to die for us. Amen. But while you were still in your mess, while you were still no good, while you were still not acknowledging God, died. God died for our sins. Can we put our hand together and give God a praise and say Hallelujah? I think God puts this in place because sometimes there's a sense in us, a sense of pride that makes us feel like God loves us based upon us and that God loves us based upon where we are. God loves us based upon what we do. You know, every now and then you can get that pride in you. I felt it, you felt it. Amen, that I'm saved and you feel like you're saved because you don't do this and you feel like you're saved because you don't do that. I realize God saved you when you were still doing that. God saved you when you were still, he had you on his mind when you were still in your mess. And so I, I, I want to get this because sometime, amen, in a marriage, sometime love leaves out of that marriage. Sometime even in a, in a relationship with God, sometimes the love leaves out of that relationship with God. He even told him in Ephesians chapter, uh, Revelations chapter 2, watch Revelations chapter 2, amen, Revelation the second chapter, all right? Uh, he says this that and sometimes even when our relationship with God uh, uh, we can lose that love but God is the one that continues to love when we even lose that look at Revelation chapter 2 and 4 what it says nevertheless uh -huh. I have somewhat against thee uh -huh. because thou hast left thy first love now God is writing a letter to a person that no longer loves him God is reaching out to a person that no longer loves him I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love so I, I'm, I'm grateful that God still loves us when we don't love him. And if you will be honest with yourself inside uh, uh, this building today, if you'll be honest, uh, he said that because the nicotine shall abide the love of many shall wax cold. If I will be honest with myself and you will be honest with himself, there are times even when you've been saved, you've lost your love for God. There are times even when you've been saved, you've lost your love to come to church. You've lost your love to pray. Don't y'all sit there and look like that. I don't watch you go through all these in and out things with God, but God never stopped loving you. God's never stopped caring for you. God, hallelujah. And so I need this because if I make this law that I can't love those that love me, then God is not committed to love me. But he put that in line that he could, and, and, and then what it happens, when I remember how God loved me when I didn't love him. I remember when God was trying to get me saved and chasing me, and, and, and I was still going to the club. I was asking God to save me. I had car accidents and, and wrecks and guns and all to put on your head, but yet God was sparing you, when you and 
didn't God raise you up and bless you and you still went back and did the same thing you were doing but God still loved you and I have to remember if God loved me like that I need to find some unlovable people and love them too sometimes they're in your family sometimes they're in the church y'all with me saints give me Ephesians chapter 2 Ephesians chapter 2 hallelujah and I'm going further but I want you to get this Ephesians the second chapter now I don't really like loving people that don't love me because it makes me feel weak. Going through and people putting you through something, it makes you feel weak. Because I don't feel like people should abuse me and take, and I think they're taking advantage of me. But God says, don't let people take advantage of you, give it to them. <laughs> and if you give it to them, then they're not in control. If they take it, they got it. But if you get it, that's why I say, if your enemy thirsts, give and drink. You didn't take nothing, I gave you this. So the only reason people are taking advantage of you because you won't give it to them. Pray for them that despitefully use you. If he asks you to go one mile, go two. If I ask you for the coke, give him your coke and your cloak. That way you ain't take nothing. Then I'm still in control. So I'm in control when I give it. I'm in control when you treat me bad and I'm treating you right because now, now we move from you being in control to me being in control. And I am perfectly aware that you don't like me and perfectly aware that you can't stand me but I'm still doing it because I want you to know I'm in control that your emotions don't control me your frown don't control me because anytime you let somebody treat you wrong and you stop speaking they just controlled your hand they just controlled the way you look now you rolling your eyes they just controlled you and I can't let you control me like that so you think because what you did you're going to have my face all balled up have, no 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 you ain't going to control me I'm going to smile Hello, how you doing? Because you, I don't want you in control. But some of y'all ain't got any control in you. You're on Facebook, doing all, you're being controlled. They're in control. You got a sad day all day. You're in, you stop letting people be in control of you and your emotions. That's the lesson that he's trying to teach. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Give me Ephesians chapter 2 and 1. Ephesians 2 and 1. All right. Look what it says. Uh-huh. And you have he quickened. And you have he quickened. Who were dead in trespasses and trespasses. Who were not just in sin, but you know some of us were dead in it. When you say you were dead wrong, we were dead in sin. I mean, deep in it. Who who were dead in sins? Uh huh. Wherein in time passed. In time passed. You walked, walked according to the course of this world. You didn't want God. You were walking according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. Uh huh. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Uh huh. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh. Look at somebody and say, God was loving me when I wasn't even paying him no attention. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Tell him again, God was loving me when I wasn't paying him no attention. I was all wrapped up in the devil's arm and God was loving me. Doing my own thing and God said, I, I, know, I know you with Satan, but I like you. I know that he got you, but I like you. You're mine. God, aren't you glad God saw you in the bar? God saw you in the club. God saw you doing your own thing. Say, I like her. I like him. I'm going to save them. I'm going to deliver them. And you didn't even have God on your mind. Look what he says. Read. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and For of the mind. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh in the mind. Remember there are two desires. The flesh and the mind. I'll go over that later. Read. And were by nature the children of wrath. The children of wrath. Even as others. As others. But God. But this is what I like. But God. Who is rich in who mercy. Who is rich in mercy. For his great love. For his great love. Wherewith he loved us. My God wherewith he loved us. His great love wherewith he loved us. In that condition. In that state. He loved us. Read. 
even when we were dead in sin, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. Uh huh. By grace ye are saved. Uh huh. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse eight. For by grace are by ye saved. Grace are you saved? saved. Uh-huh. And that not of yourselves. Uh-huh. It is the gift of God. Uh-huh. Not of works, lest any man now, should I want, boast. I want to share with you, they said not of works that any man should boast. When you say by grace you're saved and not of works, what God is saying to you, it wasn't that you got yourself together and then God started loving you. It was God started loving you and you got yourself together. So it what brought me getting myself together, and so many times we 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 preach on uh, we try to get folks saved and as our notion of trying to get them saved, sometimes we try to get them saved by preaching the wrath of God and the judgment of God. If you don't get saved, God going to kill you. If you don't get saved, you're going to hell. That, that, that's true. But there's another way to get you saved. That God is so good, you folks, and, God, and repentance comes from being guilty. A person can treat you so good until you feel guilty about how you treat them. There's a man that can be so good to a woman and she realize that she's so, she's so messed up in her mind. And there are many women that are like that. They're so messed up in what they've been through. and what, They're so messed up that, 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 that a man try to do everything he can to love them and give them everything and she still ain't satisfied. But every now and then that woman get to herself and she starts to think and say, this man good to me. He don't treat me like Larry treated me. I treat him so bad. I do him so bad. I just, I, I, I won't answer his calls. I won't. He just buying rolls. And then you just feel so bad. Guilt hits you. That's what God say. I want to love you so much that you feel guilty not loving me. I want to love you so much. I want to do so much for you. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not trying to get you through my wrath. I'm trying to show you how good I am and how good I've been after everybody forsook you, after everybody turned you wrong. And then, then it makes you feel so guilty because you have treated him so bad that at home you're sitting there thinking about how bad you treated that man or how bad you treated that woman. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And it makes you cry anyway. Look what God said in Romans chapter 2 and 4. Romans 2 and 4. Y'all get it with me. Amen. And then I'm going further. Amen. Romans 2 and 4. Amen. Read what it says. Or despise thou the riches of his goodness. Do you despise the riches of his goodness? Have you thought, thought forgot about how good God being read? And forbearance. And forbearing. And long suffering. And long suffering. Not knowing that the not, goodness not, of God. Because see, you don't know. You think that God just being good to you and you using God and messing God up. God said, no, this is a strategy. You don't know that what? The goodness of the God. The goodness of God. Leadeth. Leadeth. To repentance. It will make you repent. Because when you see how good God is to a person that don't treat him right. It will bring you to repentance. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My God, somebody say hallelujah. And though this is the strategy that God uses to save us, there's no way God can be so good to you, you don't sit down and think about how you won't give him no time. You won't sit by and think about how you won't give him no glory. You won't sit back and think about how he's reaching out to you over and over and over again. And you see, uh, uh, there, there, there's a guy that a woman can just use. She don't even talk to him, but she pick up that phone and call him when she needs something, he's there. There's a man that does the same thing. And, and, and after a while, you think you, you think you got the game. You think you got you going. But after a while, that guilt start hitting you and that thing start hitting you. And that's how we do with God. Hey, Amen. We get sick. We call God. Heal my body. He heal us 
bring we out. Hey, Amen. We get money problems. Oh, God coming. God brings us out. Hey, glory to God. And then you go through this and go through that. It's God, 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 God. He's always there. He's always there. He's always there. And many times I tried to figure out myself, God, why are you good to somebody that's so bad to you? Why do you treat somebody so bad that's so bad? He said, but let me tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be a time that they get in the hall pen and they're going to remember how good I was. That boy left his daddy's house. He was mad. He was upset. But when he got in that hall pen, he thought about how good his daddy was and said, I'm going back home. There's somebody that God has been so good to that even though you walked away from God, you said, I'm coming back to God. Nobody have ever treated me the way he's treated me. That's what brings repentance. You got to bring that guilt. And when I think about how good God is, it's, it's guilty. Why is when the Lord tell you, hallelujah, to obey your husband and treat him right even if he don't obey the word. He doesn't obey what God says. He's saying to you, treat him right. Put the meal on the table. And he won't eat it. Put it on the table. Be kind. Talk sweet. And start working in his mind. Messing him up. That's why a lot of these men crazy now. Why a lot of these women crazy now? God, God said that when you love people that don't, don't, don't that love you, love your enemies, you will heat coals of fire upon their head. There's people in the crazy house right now. They're in the crazy house because they have treated people so wrong and dogged people out. They've lost their mind. They can't think right because of the way they have treated people. And when you treat people a certain way and you get down to your last, it starts coming to your mind how nasty you were to somebody that's good to you. It's not, amen. And praise the Lord. Some folk get on their deathbed. They want Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because they know that's who been good to. That's who have brought you out. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. God does this now in the book of Ezekiel chapter 16. I want you to get this. Y'all follow me, saints. Ezekiel chapter 16. God says something. All right. 16 chapter of Ezekiel. He now shows Israel what their condition was. And saints, I realized something, man, as I was studying this. God really loved us. I mean, he don't just like us. He loves us. And what I've been trying to figure out, Nisha, is how in the world a God that created the whole world fall in love with his creation. He has literally fell in love with mankind. Literally, he made something and he got a relationship with it. You know, it's like a man who, who goes and, and uh, you know, you got, you got a rental woman. You got a man who go on the street and, and rent a whore on the street and rent a woman. Amen. Good to see you, Sister Kathy. Love you. Thank God for you. And my boy, do. Good to see you. So you got, you got that. You can see that. Uh, and, now, and then the man, he know that it's just temporary. He done fell in love with her. He out there, he done brought her for an hour and he done fell in love. Now, y'all know that's serious now. She's the, only, she's the only supposed to be there. Oh, we here in love. He can't dish not that money. He got to go find her. Got to pay her because he love her. Then fell in love with something temporary. And that's, that's why I'm bad, doesn't it? But God fell in love with something that he made, imperfected, dirt. He fell in love with dirt. He made it and looked at it and he liked it so much he, he done fell in love with his, oh my goodness. He done, and the angels is like saying to God, look, God, get yourself together. You, you don't believe that? Go to the book of uh, Hebrews. God, the angels are saying to God, 
man, get yourself together. You done fell in love with some dirt. You are God. You're the master. You made everything. Do you know what that is? That ain't nothing but a bunch of dirt. But ah, but God's for God's soul. He didn't just love it, but he so loved it. That so means he just in love. He just crazy about it. He is tied up in it. He's so crazy about it. He want to get rid of all of it and go get rid of everything. He said, I got to save something. I need some man. I got to save it. I ain't going to kill everybody. I'm going to save eight souls. I got to have eight because I love him. I, I come, come, kill everything, but got to have that man. That's love. That's love. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. All right? And I want you to get verse Number five, see the angels were there when man was made. So the angels are having a conversation with God. They said, look, God, what is man? Get yourself together. What is this? Read what it says. Two and what? What does it say? For unto the angels. To the angels. Hath he not put in subjection the world to come? The angels say, you didn't put the world to come on the eye head, but you done gave it to this man who keep failing and he keep messing up. You know, it's amazing, and it is the truth, how the nature of mankind is to really like something that don't like them. You got some women, they love men that treat them bad and hate men that treat them good. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? I need about two or three of them there. You got me in the same way. They, I mean, a man can do everything he can to treat them nice and treat them kind. They don't like that. They just got to have them a little bit of thug in him. Don't want no, you know, they got to, you got to have a little thug. And that little bit of thug got your eye black. <laughs> All I need is a little bit of thug, in the back, a, a little thug and a big lip. I got to have a man with some thug, you know. <laughs> what happened to your teeth? Well, the, the, the thug came out this morning. He had a little bit too much. <laughs> what happened since well, I woke up? I woke up this morning, the preacher wasn't there, the thug was. But there's something about the nature of us. We like what don't like us. We, 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 we reach out to what, what, what re rejects us, what pushes us away. And, and, and that's almost the nature of God. That's the nature of God. And, it, and he expresses that. He expresses that. That, 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 that he's dealing with somebody uh, that, that, <laughs> that won't answer calls. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Okay. All right. Y'all, 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 y'all. Let me show you that. You know, God made phone calls and they ignored them. They weren't phone calls. It's God calls. He reached out. Some flowers, they rejected it. All right, let me go. I'm going to look, look at this. Go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs 1. Watch, watch, watch. We love what ignores us. We love what runs away from us. All right? Look at uh, Proverbs 1 and 24. Because I have what? Called and you what? See that? Didn't I tell you that? I called, you refused. You wouldn't even answer my call. I have stretched out my hand and no man what? Regardless. So I've done all of that and you refuse me. So God reaches out to us and we don't 
reach out to him. He calls. We refuse to answer. He stretched out his arm, and we don't. And the angels are looking at God getting this treatment from a creation that he has created. And the angels are confused about why God is still loving these people that, that he's reaching out to that won't reach out to him. That, that he's, he's reached, he's, look, 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 go, go with me. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews 2 and verse number uh, uh, 2 and, and verse number uh, 5. Uh-huh. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. Uh-huh. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man? that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest The angel him. said, look, what is it about man? Just like a man would tell another man, man, what is it about her that you can't let her go? You know, you had uh, Sally and Susan, you were good with them, man, you was all right. What is that, what, what's, what is it about her? What has she done to you, man? What, what happened? What did y'all do? What did she say? Something wrong, man, she got you all messed up. You know, y'all had all kind of words for that back then. And I won't go over those. They were pretty deep. So I won't go there. That's not a word that we want to be using in the house of the Lord and all that kind of stuff. So, but y'all know what I'm talking about. What the shit? She got you messed up. Your mind all messed up. You done went there and took your whole check. You done took your whole check, brought everything, pocketbook, shoes, everything, got borrowed money from your mama. And folks say, man, you messed up. God is messed up. He is messed up. Man, sit down and see another man cry over a woman. That, that's where you got it. And when you start crying, it's time for you to call charter. You remember when they said you can't get help nowhere? Get help at Charter? I had a friend of mine one time talking about killing himself. I can't live without her. I said, boy, you better get yourself together. Because you kill yourself, she's going to have whoever she wants, you're going to be sitting there somewhere. Don't you be killing yourself. I just, I just can't live without her. He's going to split his wrist and choke himself and all that. No, 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 no. Bring it back over here in Jesus' name. But Jesus loved, listen, he loved the church so much he killed himself over it. And I want to show you a moment where he is crying and calling her name out. Calling her name out. Weeping. Look at the book of Luke chapter 19. He couldn't take it no more. 1941. Uh-huh. And when he was come near, he beheld the city. When Jesus was come near, I want you to see this. He came near. He beheld the city. And wept over it. And, and look, he saw in love with Elder Smith. He went down there over Jerusalem, the city that he loved, and saw his people. He beheld the city and wept over it. Read. Saying, if thou hadst known. It said, if thou hadst known. Even thou. If you just would have known. Uh-huh. At least in this thy day. At least in this thy day, if you just know uh -huh. the things which belong unto thy if peace. If you just know what I want to give you, you just know what I want to love you. Uh -huh. But now they are hid from thine but eyes. But he is crying and weeping over a city, over men. Crying. If you only knew how much I love you. If you only knew how much I care. Now, two powerful scriptures that I want to go over right now real quick. 
That's Ezekiel chapter 16. Because Ezekiel 16 is God expressing his love towards the people that don't love him. He expressing out of anger. You know, uh, he's mad. He's upset. And he's, he, he gives a love story about how he met her. How he found her. What she was when he got her. This is the nature of God. And the whole story, and let me tell you the whole story. The whole story, the Bible is a love story. It's a love story about God and man. God and his people Israel. He's, he loved them. Take them out of a, a very poor state. Build them up. Give them everything they want. Then he gives them everything they want. And when they get everything they want, they use it and go give it to somebody else. That's what happens. And it's a story about us. Get Ezekiel 16 and 1. 16 and 1. All right, read. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man. Listen to these scriptures good, uh huh. Cause Jerusalem to know her abomination. I want Jerusalem to know her abomination. And say, Say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord God to Jerusalem. Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Uh-huh. Thy father was an Amorite, uh-huh. and thy mother an Hittite. First thing God told him, say, I know why you don't know how to love, because your father and mother. I know why you can't express it, because your father and mother. I know why. And there's a lot of us here who we don't love because we want to protect ourselves from hurt. Uh, and so he said, I know that your father and your mother, and I, I know what kind, I know they were the Amorites, I know where you came from, I know your past, I know where you were. But I still try to love you knowing that you came from a dysfunctional place. And many of us don't know how to love God because we ain't never been able to love ourselves. Many of us have not been introduced to what love is. Many of us were raised in families that don't love us. And ain't nothing like, let me tell you, I want you brothers to get it and sisters to get it as well, but I'm talking about brothers because I'm talking about this. There's nothing like falling in love with a dysfunctional person. Because when a person say my heart broken, you better make sure that heart get fixed so you step in there. If somebody say my heart broke, my heart been broke, my heart been broke, then you start loving somebody with a broken heart, they can't give you everything. Something that broke doesn't give you full. If you got a broke car, it can't drive to its full capacity. Make sure that if your heart been broke, that your heart got fixed back. That it got mended back together because if it's broke and never mended, it cannot give proper love. It gives dysfunctional love. Because it has been broken. And a lot of times we jump into relationship because we're looking at the physical. And there can be people who are physically good and they look all good physically but they are heart dysfunctional. There are men that are dysfunctional. They do not know how to provide. They know, a man that does not know how to provide and take care of and does not know how to take care of his children. Does not know how to take care of responsibility. He is dysfunctional. And you need to know is he dysfunctional from the beginning? That's why you have that time to find out how he responds, how he acts. Is he dysfunctional? And this is what happens. God said, I know you from your, from your youth. I know you from your past. I know you from where you are. And I still, knowing where you were, still try to love you. All right, read. Uh-huh. And as for thy nativity, in the day that thou was born, thy navel was not cut. Your navel wasn't even cut. Neither was thou washed in the water to supper thee. He said, when I found you, your parents, talking about the Amorites and all them, the, the nation they was born out. Your neighbor wasn't cut. They hadn't even tucked off your neighbor cord. They hadn't even washed you. They left you there for nothing. They hadn't washed you, hadn't salted you. They used to purify babies with salt. They clean them up. All right, read. Uh-huh. That was not salted at all nor swaddled at all. Yes. Didn't have nobody got you in clothes and swaddled you. Uh-huh. None I pitied thee. I, but I had pity on you. 
I looked at you. I looked at you, you didn't have nothing and I had pity on you. How did God find you? He didn't find you with all these nice cars, holy clothes, and all this stuff you got now. He didn't find you with your breath without alcohol and nicotine and cigarettes on it. How did God find you when he found you? You don't look the same way you were when God found you. I don't let God fix me up and go back to the world. Look what he said. Read. None I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee. Uh-huh. To have compassion upon thee. Nobody had compassion. But thou was cast out in the open field. You was cast out by yourself. To the loathing of thy person. Yes. In the day that thou was born. In the day that you was born. And when I passed by God thee. God said, look, I want you to see. When I passed by you. Come on. And saw thee polluted. I in saw you. Own blood. You were polluted in your own blood. I just want to take a few minutes for everybody in this church to remember where God found you at. To remember where you were when God found you and just give God a praise right now. Everybody in this building, give God a praise and say hallelujah. Come on, everybody in the building ought to praise God. Don't get so saved so long that you don't remember where God found you. He said, when I passed by you, you were in your own blood. Read. I said unto thee. I said unto you. When thou was in thy blood. When I was in thy blood. Live. Live. Yeah. Yes. I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood. Uh-huh. Live. Live. I have caused thee to multiply he said, as the blood of the field. I got you when you were dying in your own blood, and I said live. Then I got you. Read. I have caused thee to multiply And then as I the called you to multiply. Field. You got more than you ever had in your life. Yeah. I called you to multiply. Read. And thou has increased. And now you done increased. I done got you and found you when nobody loved you. Nobody treated you right. I found you. You done got, you done increased. You got more money. You got health. You got a little hair on your head. Look what he said. Read. And waxing great. And wax great. And thou art come to excellent ornaments. You are come. To, now I done got all these jewels and ornaments that I brought you. Thy Come breasts on. are fashioned. Your breasts are fashioned. You didn't even have a bra. I done went and brought you a bra. Come on, y'all ain't said nothing. You walk around here, everything was hanging everywhere. I brought you a bra and put some stability in your life. I got you. That's what the books say. Your breasts were not fashioned. Read. Uh-huh. And thy hair is grown. And your hair. You ain't have nothing. You were bald hair. I brought you some weave, girl. I put some hair on your head. I gave you a bra, put hair on your head. Y'all ain't said nothing here. Read what he said. Uh huh. Whereas thou was naked and bare. You were naked and bare. Didn't have nothing. Come on. Now when I passed by thee uh -huh. and looked upon thee, uh -huh. behold, thy time was the time of he love. He said, even though when I saw you, you didn't look no good. You was messed up. It was love to me. I loved you when you were messed up. I didn't need you to put on a bra. I didn't need you to grow no hair. I love you right where you are. And you gonna sit here like you can't love me back? was the time of love. Read. And I spread my skirt over ah, thee. Ah, this morning Sister Maxine came to me. She said, Pastor, I had this, I had this vision and, and I just seen somebody coming by with a skirt and pass over me. What do you mean? She didn't know I was going here this morning. God said, I passed by and I put my skirt over you. He said, what I did, I took off of my stuff and put my stuff on you. You were naked, didn't have nothing. So you know how I clothed you? As many of us have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. You didn't have nothing. I died on Calvary so you can put me on. I covered you. I put my skirt on you. I made you look like somebody look what happened read 
I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. I covered your nakedness. Yeah, I swear unto thee uh-huh. and entered into a covenant with and thee. And then I entered a covenant with you. Say I the, married you knowing you didn't have nothing. I married you knowing that you didn't, couldn't offer me nothing. Read. Saith the Lord God. Uh-huh. And thou became as mine. And you became mine. Then washed I thee with and water. And then you were stinking all of that. He said, I want to remind that. God getting mad. He tell her, yeah, you were stinking. You were musky. I gave you a bath. How do you didn't even have a bath? I washed you up. Read. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thoroughly washed away thy blood I from thee. thoroughly washed away your blood from me. Uh-huh. And I anointed thee with oil. And then I gave you the Holy Ghost. I washed you, put you on some clothes, anointed you with the Holy Ghost. Read. I clothed thee also with broad at work. And then I put on the whole armor of God. Clothed you with broad at work. And shod thee with badger skin. Uh-huh. And I girded thee about with fine linen. I gave you fine linen. And I covered thee with silk. I covered you with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments. Girl, I decked you down with ornaments. I put bracelets upon thy hands. I put a bracelet on one hand and, and a, a bracelet chain on, on thy neck. I put a necklace on your neck. This all God said I did all this to you. Read. I decked thee also with ornaments. I decked you also with ornaments. And I put bracelets upon thy hands and a chain on thy neck. Uh-huh. And I put a jewel on thy forehead. Uh-huh. And earrings in thine ears. Yes. And a beautiful crown upon thy head. And a beautiful crown on your head. Thus was thou decked with gold and silver. Girl, you were decked with gold and silver. And thy raiment was a fine linen. And, and your silk raiment was a broad fine linen. Work. Broad at work. Thou didst eat fine flour. Girl, I gave you the best to eat. And honey and oil. What verse you on? 13. For honey and oil. And thou was exceeding beautiful. And you was exceedingly beautiful. And thou now you done went from being naked, bloody, musky, bald head, no bra. <laughs> <laughs> And I looked at what I said, girl, and said, girl, you look good. You're beautiful. You ain't like you were when I found you. Read. Uh-huh. <laughs> and thou didst prosper into a kingdom. And you prospered into a kingdom. Uh-huh. And thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty. Uh-huh. For it was perfect through my comeliness, uh-huh. which I had put upon thee, saith the Lord God. Now then, really say verse 15. But thou didst but trust thou in thine own beauty. Trust in thine own beauty. And played as the harlot girl, because I of thy renown. I done all this to you and you done went and played the harlot. I gave you all this. I put all this on you and you done left me and you done took my stuff that I gave you and you down there modeling for somebody else. Read what he says, uh-huh. And pours out thy fornications on everyone that passed by. And everybody that passed by. God said you giving it to everybody. <laughs> Everybody that passed by, you pointed out on them. I done gave you everything, and everybody that come by, you just, you just everywhere. <laughs> Look what he said. Read. His it was. Uh huh. And of thy garments thou didst take, and deckest thy high places with divers colors. You done made gods out of the stuff that I gave you to worship me. Read. And plays the harlot thereupon. Uh huh. The like things shall not come. Neither shall it be so. Uh-huh. Thou hast also taken thy fair jewels of my gold and of my silver, which I had given thee, and made us to thyself images of men. You done made images out of it. You done took what I gave you, made images. Read. And didst commit whoredom with Don't them. Don't take God's voice and take it to the world. Don't take God's shout and take it to the world. Don't let God bring you up to this point and take it back out. Read this, uh-huh. And tookest thy broadest garments and coverest them. Uh-huh. And thou hast set my oil and my incense before them. My meat also which I gave thee, fine flour and oil and honey, 
wherewith I fed thee. God that, talking about how bad they did him and what they've done. And then verse 33, he, he, he basically uh, calls her a name. Look at verse 33. They gave gifts to all whores. Now the Bible said, the Lord said, now all whores get a gift. If a woman is whoring around and she's a whore, they pay her for being a whore. He said, y'all so nasty. Look what he said. Read. They gave gifts to all whores, but thou givest thy gifts to all thy lovers. He said, you so messed up. He said, the whores, they get money. They get paid for being a whore. You paying people for, 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 for you, not, you paying and you the whore. <laughs> he said, y'all messed up. He talks to the nation of Israel. He belittle them and talking down. He's mad. He's angry. He's upset. And then God's talking about all this stuff that he's going to do to them. Watch what he said. He talks about how he's going to whip them, how he's going to beat them, how he's going to treat them. Look what he says in verse 38. Uh-huh. And I will judge thee. I'm going to judge thee. As women that break wedlock and uh -huh. shed blood are judged. Uh-huh. And Get I will. Verse 39. And I will also give thee into their hand, and they shall throw down thine eminent place. God talking about how I'm going to give you into other nations. They're going to beat you. They're going to whip you. Get verse uh, 40. They shall also bring up a company against thee. Now God talk all this bad talk about what he's going to do and how he's going to treat them. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he tell them how bad he is. Then God come down to verse 60. Read. Nevertheless. Uh-huh. I will remember my covenant with thee in the days of thy youth, and I will establish unto thee an everlasting covenant. Then thou shalt remember thy ways and be ashamed when thou shalt receive thy sister, thine elder, now and thy younger. God says all this talk about how bad they are and what he going to do. Then he come back and say, but I'm going to remember the good times. I'm going to remember the covenant, and then I'm going to draw you back. I'm going to get you back. Because he's in love. He's in love. He's talking about how bad we've done him and how bad we've treated him. Then he's talking about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. How many times? Now, you know that's really been in it. How many times have you made up your mind that you didn't want somebody? I'm talking about y'all that have really, really, really been in love. You didn't want them. They've messed up. I don't have nothing to do with you. You got a new phone number and gave it to them. Move into a whole nother address, a whole nother town, and told them where you're living. How many times have God said, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna destroy you, I'm gonna get rid of you? He said that to the nation of Israel, but then God came back. Both say, Remember your covenant. My God, if there ain't nothing you ought to praise God for, you ought to praise God for his love. Everybody in this building, if you could right now, I want you to thank God for. Knowing that God loves you. This might not mean something to somebody, but somebody here that knows you don't deserve the love of God, but God has been good to you. You ought to stand on your feet and praise God right now and tell somebody, yes, Jesus loved me. Open your mouth and tell them, yes, he loves me. I know that he loved me. I don't deserve to be loved. I don't know how to love him back, but he loves me. My God, hallelujah. I'm about to close, but you ought to tell somebody, I know God loved me. Tell them I put him through a lot. Don't y'all hike deep because you got on your robe or you got on your nice hats, got on your nice shoes. Tell somebody, I know I put God through something. Come on now, come on, tell them again, I know that I put God through something.
I know I haven't been consistent with God. I know I haven't always done everything that God wanted me to do. I'm so glad that his love was stronger than my love. That his care was stronger than my care. That he reached out to me when I wouldn't reach out to him. That he loved me when I didn't love him. Come on somebody. Give God a praise and say hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm so glad. When I took three months off from church. God didn't find somebody else. I'm so glad when I got mad at pastor because the message he preached I didn't like and I liked I wasn't coming to church no more. God still loved me. I'm so glad when I let the saints make me mad and say ain't coming back no more not knowing my love was to be to God and not to the saint God didn't just drop me. I'm so glad when I took a break from church and thought I'd go to the club and smoke and drink God still loved me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm so glad. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And I said I didn't want to have nothing else to do with them folk. My God, I went out clubbing for a weekend. God still loved me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Lift up your hands and say, yes, he loved me. Mm, God. Somebody ought to give him a praise and say thank you. I'm about to close. Say thank you. So I'm so glad he loved me with my inconsistencies. I'm so glad he loved me when I wouldn't obey what he was saying. I'm so glad that he loved me when I went back and picked up my vodka. I'm so glad that he loved me when I went back to pick up my weed. I'm so glad that he loved me. Hallelujah. When I did saints things that the saints don't know about. I'm so glad that he loved me. Amen. Tell somebody he loved me. Come on, put your hand together and give God praises. Because some of y'all come into church look like you've been loving God. Some of y'all coming in look like that you and God been tight the whole time. Some of y'all coming in like you've done everything that you're supposed to do. But thank God that he loved me. Thank God that he loved me. He loved me when I was hypocrite. He loved me when I was right. He loved me when I was wrong. He loved me when I wouldn't pray. He loved me when I wouldn't read my Bible. He loved me when I wouldn't know him. He loved me. He loved me. He loved me. And today I'm just going to praise him because God wouldn't let me separate our relationship. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I'm not talking about the love of the church. I'm not talking about the love of Bible way. I'm talking about the love of Christ. Who shall separate us? Yes! My God, hallelujah. I got to finish my message, but tell somebody, say, neighbor, my God, I got a good man, and I know that he loved me. I God, I messed up on him. I hoard around on him. Y'all ain't said nothing. I did my own thing. Amen. I wouldn't come to visit the house, but yet he loved me. Say glory. I took the car that he blessed me with and stayed home and watched it. I took the money that he blessed me with on the job and I went down to see Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and wouldn't even come to church. Y'all ain't said nothing, but he loved me anyway. Didn't let my car flip over. Y'all ain't said nothing. My God didn't burn the house down. I was sitting in the house, didn't want to worship God. 
pastor calling me, saints calling me. I didn't even want to answer the phone call, but God loved me anyway. And I praise God that his love was still intact when I was acting crazy. His love was still intact. I'm going. I got one more. Hey. You praise God for everything else. Thank God he loved you. He loved you, Essie. He loved you. When you came to church, walking back and forth out, he still loved you. My God, he loved you when you weren't in your right mind. He loved you. Y'all ain't said nothing. Somebody say hallelujah to all of your ins and outs. He loved you. That's why I'm not worried about how the saints look at me. Some of y'all too busy looking at how the saints love you, but some of them don't even know how to love themselves. My God, and you think they can love you? I don't care how you look at me. I don't care how you feel about me. I don't care what you think about me. Jesus loved me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. He loved, he loved a fornicator. He loved an adulterer. He loved a luster. He loved a liar. He didn't wait till you got on your praying roll. He didn't wait, but he loved you while you had Newport in your mouth. He loved you while you had cool in your mouth. He loved you while you were hitting the pipe. He loved you while you at the club Catholic. He loved you while you at Zodiac. He loved you. Yes. Yes, he loved me. Hug somebody and say, I know. I know that the Lord loved me. Yes. No, I don't want to sit in the church like you, Barney. I love you and you love me. You ain't no Barney. You didn't love God back. God loved you anyway. Somebody say hallelujah. When I didn't care and felt like giving up somewhere in my house, the Holy Ghost touched me. Joy came. A praise came. A dance came. My zeal came back. He just won't let me go. He just won't turn me loose. scripture give him a last scripture Woo. my 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 give me Jeremiah 3 Jeremiah 3 Jeremiah 3 because I think one of the things that hurt people in the church and one of the reasons so many people ain't coming in the church getting saved because we give people the notion that when God angry with you, he don't love you no more. God was angry with Israel. He was mad with Israel. But anger don't mean he don't love you. Anger mean I'm just mad at you. There have been times God been mad at me. There have been times that God's been angry with me. There have been times that some of y'all have been angry with your children over things that they have done. But even though you were mad, the love was still there. You have to understand how to maintain anger 
and love. And not the divine love as hating you. My God. See, that's why you need to give your child both discipline and love. Because you're teaching them how God works. That's why you get that belt and whip them and whip them and whip them and whip them. And when you whip them, you don't send them out the room. My God, when you get through whipping, now come on and eat lunch. My God, get through beating them for what they done, boy. Don't you ever do that again. Hallelujah. Go and lay in that bag and fix it up. And, and then go, you can go and watch the TV that I gave you. My God, you whip them and whip them and whip them and whip them. Boy, don't you do that no more. Don't you do that no more. Go in there now. I got some dessert on the table and go get it. My God, let's get God get angry with him sometimes. Beat me, whip me, put me under. I go through some Job say, don't he slay me? I'm still going to love him. My God, he chastised me. He beat me. Then I come back in the church and feel the Holy Ghost. My God, the preacher preached. I feel convicted. I feel bad. I feel down. But then at the, at the end of the sermon, the Holy Ghost get on me. I'm so glad when God get through beating me, he bring it back with me. I got all the bruises. I got all the hurt. I got a whole ain't saying nothing. My God, but he picks me up and caress me. I said, I don't want you to ever think because I'm chastising you that I don't love you. How many of y'all been through something? But God... put sicknesses in our bodies and then come right by and heal us. My God. Make us lose everything and come back and give it back. One part anger, one part love. Aren't you so glad he was angry but he still loved you? Let me say this. Jeremiah 3 and 1. Jeremiah 3 and 1. 3 and 1. I need this. Lift your hands and thank him. Three and one. Listen what it says. They say, if a man put away his wife and she go from him and become another one's, another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not that land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. Uh -huh. Lift up thine eyes unto the high places and see where thou hast not been lying with. And the God, way God tell him. God has got this, leave me, come back, leave me, come back. His anger is saying, leave. But his love is saying, come back. He said in verse 8, verse 8, look what it says. And I saw, when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away. I put her away. Get away. I don't want you no more. Out. And you know what God did? God even gave her, look what it said, read. And given her a bill of divorce. God went through just what people go through in their minds today. God went through the whole divorce issue. I gave her away and wrote her divorcement. I don't want you no more. I'm tired of it. I don't even want to deal with you. It's over. It's done. It's over. But then look what he says after he goes through the divorce, after he goes through the paperwork. Verse 12. Uh huh. Go and proclaim these words toward the, prophet, the north. He tell the prophet Jeremiah, go down there. After I done gave a divorce, told I don't want to. Go down there and do what? And say return. And tell her, come on back. I done divorced you. I done told you I don't want you. But then God said, go tell her for me. Come back. Return. Come back. I want you back. 
come on. I know we done went through the courts and everything, but come on. I want you back. That's love. Then fourth chapter one, he, 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 he tops it off for him one. Uh-huh. If thou will return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. And if thou will put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. And thou shalt swear, the Lord liveth in he said, truth. If you just go on, give it up, put away your abominations, come on back, and just swear to me, swear to me you won't do it again. Swear to me that you won't fall into this again. Just tell me now. After over and over time, he gives them another chance. If you just come back and tell me this, I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm going to bring you back. What is that in God that does that? It's called long suffering. One of the problems that we have sometimes is that we don't have patience with each other. And we don't have patience with others and patience with the church. Patience until we grow. Patience until we get to that point we need to be. Listen to this. Ephesians 2 and Four and two, and I'm closing. I'm getting ready to pray. Ephesians four and two. Hallelujah. What it says. Four and two. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. Long suffering. Long suffering. Long suffering. Forbearing one long another. Long suffering. Give me quickly the book of Exodus 34. And I'm going Exodus 34. Quiet, be ready for me. Exodus 34 and 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, uh -huh. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, merciful and gracious, long suffering. When I think about it and you think about it, how long has God been waiting on the church to get it together? 2,020 years since the Lord Jesus walked the earth, he has been waiting 2,020 years. For mankind to get themselves together. Long suffering. Numbers chapter 10 and 11. What it says. And it came to pass. On the 20th day of the second month. In the second year. That the cloud was taken up from off Is the chapter. Numbers 10 and 11? Yes. Alright give me songs 86. I'm sorry and 15. But thou, O Lord, are a God full of compassion. Full of, you know, I, 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 I've been studying this lesson and I'm, I'm getting ready to close. But when I look at God, Sister Polk and Saints, when I look at God, I look at this really, really hard person. I look at this person in my eyes and just, just kill you. You do something. Get rid of him. Kill him. But the Bible says God is also compassionate. He's a God of compassion, read. And gracious. And gracious. Long-suffering. Long-suffering. Uh-huh. And plenteous in mercy and, and truth. Plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn unto me. Turn unto me. And have mercy upon me. Listen, listen, saints. I want you to know something. In dealing with this church, dealing with marriages, and dealing with homes, and dealing with coming in this building, there are people that you have to really put up with. There are people that are difficult to love. There are people that are difficult to reach out to. There are people, and I've watched people in the church who have tried to make relationship with difficult people. 
They've extended their hand to shake their hands and they don't even want to shake them. They've extended themselves to love them. They don't even want to love them back. They're extending themselves. But always remember when you're dealing with other people, just remember how I dealt with God. And God was patient with me. Saints, we must learn to be patient with one another. We must learn that there are some people that are not where we are. There are some people that are not. This doesn't excuse behavior, but it helps me to be able to look at where God was with me and how God treated me. And I, I, I don't want to ever take God's granted for love, for, for, uh, love for granted. I want to love him just like he loved me. And my ultimate goal is to try to get myself to that point where I can return to God, where I can learn from the way that God loved me, that God can raise me up to love others on the level that he has loved me. Can you say hallelujah? Everybody in this building, stand up on your feet. Everybody in this building, stand up on your feet. Everybody, all over the building. All over the building. All over the building. Great is your mercy towards me. Everybody in this building. Everybody in this building. I want you to lift your hands up. I think there is a need of us realizing, realizing where we are. Realizing where we have been. Realizing where we have in many cases not been consistent with God. Have not did what we made promises to God to do. God, I promise you I would do this. I promise you I would do that. I promise you I would do that. But I haven't always kept my part of the deal first thing I want you to do this first praise I want you to lift your hands up and praise God for loving you from where you were I mean really lift, lift your hands up all over this building don't act like you've always been there think about where you were before God saved you where you were where you were lift those hands up God I know where you found me don't think about that save you. Think about that messed up you. Don't think about that you. Don't think about where you are now. Think about where you used to be and where God brought you from and what God saved you from. Lift those hands. Don't forget about it. Don't ever forget about it. Don't ever forget about it. Don't forget that you came out of homosexuality. Don't forget that you came out of drug addiction. Don't forget that you came out of whoredom. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget that you came out from the bottom. Don't forget the pit that God drove you from. I haven't always loved you. I haven't always cared. I haven't always did what you wanted me to do. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me even when there are things in my life everybody else don't know about. Thank you for loving me. Loving me, God, my secret sins. Loving me, God, hallelujah, when I wouldn't do what you wanted me to do. Loving you, God, when I took you for granted. I thank you for loving me. Thank you for making me the woman of God, the man of God that I am today. Thank you, God. You shaped my life. You mold my life. You taught me how to be a mother. You taught me how to be a father. You taught me how to do better. Lord, look at me now. I'm not where I used to be. Look at me, God. I got some dignity in my life. I got some consistency in my life. God, I praise you. 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 I'm a woman of God today. I'm a woman of God today. And God, I've been consistent in your house for years. I could have been, if you had not saved me, where would I be? Where was I headed? Come on, saints. Take a few minutes. Just a few minutes. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank God for where you were. Thank God for where you were. Come on, just a few minutes. I want you to reflect. Reflect on the old Sherry. Reflect hallelujah, on the old Dion. Reflect on the old Sister West. Reflect on the old Cheryl. Reflect on the old Sister Jefferson. Reflect on the old Sister Kyle. Reflect on the old Rhonda. Reflect on the old Sister Pooh. Don't you get here today and think about where you were. And maybe some of you say, but Pastor, I'm not all there, but do you know where you come from? I thank God he brought me from a long way. Think about the old Brother Washington. Think about the old Brother Hibbs. Think about the old Nixon, the old Brother Talex, the old Quentin. I'm not there yet, but God, I thank you for where you brought me from. I'm not perfect yet, but I thank you where you brought me from. I want you to stop looking so deep in here like you got it together. And everybody in this building, put your hand together and thank God for where he brought you from. Thank God for where he brought you from. Thank God. Hallelujah. 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 I remember the old Tisa, the old uh, Cassandra, the old me. Thank God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Yes, I've had some bump-ups, but he loved me through my bump-up. Yes, I've had some mistakes, but he loved me through my mistakes. Nobody is going to love you like Jesus. Nobody. Thank you. Now listen. Listen. It's good to appreciate God for loving you when you love yourself and bringing you in. But thank God, once you brought me in and you expected me to live a certain way and do a certain thing, I messed up in here. I wish y'all stopped looking so deep. He made a covenant with you, told you he was going to save you, and many of us messed up in here. But thank you, God, for not throwing me back where I came from. You know, you know the, the only thing I hate sometimes when I preach messages like this, some of y'all think you're so good that you don't even really realize where you come from. Because nobody know what you've done. Because yours is between me and you in the office. And the saints don't know about what you've done. You come in this church sometime and y'all got all these little tooted up noses and everybody else. Like you Mr. and Mrs. Goody Two-Shoe. But some of y'all I know have messed up on God since you've been in the church. I have some seen some of us go through certain phases of life, but God still loved me. Now I want to let God know, God, I love you. I love you for loving me when you could have expected more out of me. And I didn't give you what you deserve. Lift your hands up and thank him for that. Thank him for that. That's right. Lift your hands. God, I praise you. I'm so glad that you didn't stop loving me. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Come on, lift those hands. Lift those hands. Stop everybody else and worry about everybody else consecrate on you you have no reason to come in this church and look at anybody else with a funny eye and look at anybody down just consecrate on you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you 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 Thank you. Thank you. I just want to love you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 